0: Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its Soundness Initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have one of my longtime favorite guests. Uh, I had the distinct privilege to, to meet her and talk to her. Uh, when I did Beyond the Call years ago for the National Police Credit Union. Uh, We did a short session for uh, Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha's Blue Family News uh, Q&A sessions. And now she's on Public Safety Talk Radio. Her name is Olivia Mead. She is the CEO and founder of Yoga for First Responders. And rather than read what should be like an 18 paragraph accolade resume on Olivia, I'll just introduce her because she is awesome, Olivia. Welcome to the show.
1: You always make me feel so great. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm a superstar.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. I uh, next to your husband, I want to be the person that makes you feel great the most. How does that you sound? Do. All he right. Great to see <laughs> well, you know what? I I love first responders. Uh, I I love entrepreneurship. And even though I'm not a yoga guy, you know, I love staying in shape. So you're you're hitting all the check marks here.
1: Uh, yeah, the trifecta. You know, every time for the last five years I've talked to you, Ken, you're always telling me you're not a yoga guy. What <laughs> else do I have to say to you to convince you to be a yoga guy?
0: Well, you know, maybe maybe we'll circle back to that by the <laughs> by the end of this particular conversation. But you know, that's a that's a good place to start. In that, you know, whether you're a first responder or not, you know, why should anybody care about yoga? As far as I know, you know, I don't think I've ever done yoga. Maybe when, you know, in my drinking days, maybe somebody roofied me and, you know, drugged me to a park and forced me to do yoga. And I just don't remember it. But as far as me, yeah, that
1: was, that yeah, was, that was probably <laughs> you. You
0: said we never met in person. Yeah. Um, you know, so why should anybody care about doing yoga?
1: Well, that's a great question because when you see how yoga is marketed and branded in the West, that a lot of people would ask that question. I have demands on my life. I have stress. And you're asking me to take an hour out of my precious day to stretch my hamstrings. I already stretch after my workout. Why should I care about it? So there's this misconception about yoga that leads people to that question of why should I care about this? But what I just mentioned, the stressors of life. The pressures, um, burnout, all of these things that we as humans encounter, let alone someone in a high stress profession, that is why yoga was created. So yoga is a wisdom science and it's uh, and philosophy, and it's five thousand years old. I mean, it came from the east way back in the day, and originally it was to train the warrior class to have an edge. And that edge is the mental resiliency, mastery over the mind, optimal functioning of every single system in their body. This is not something taught in our Western culture. In fact, I would say that <clears throat> overworking, being, you know, taking over time, this and that is glorified in our Western yeah. culture. And rest and recovery, although mentioned, is not really um, culturally embedded. Uh, to be able to take that time for rest and recovery and honestly you're only as resilient as your ability to recover so the yeah. more overtime you take the less you rest and recover your resiliency is going down honestly and we don't really see it because adrenaline might take over but then you see it when you become one of the statistics and i'm sure we've all heard yeah. so the original practice and intention of yoga is the answer to that it is to master your mind and nervous system, um, and your body. Yes. Cause your body is a system. It's a tool that you have, but there are so many other systems in place. Um, so that's why people should care because yoga is not to do yoga better. We don't go to yoga to get more flexible. I mean, will you have an increase in functional mobility? Sure. But the real intention of yoga is life training and, um, the more, and I think you notice it when you start practicing and training in yoga and then you stop for whatever reason, you take a couple weeks off, you notice yeah. your life, life is more challenging.
0: Yeah. You know, while I've never, you know, bought a mat, you know, grabbed it, you know, put it in a car, drove the mat someplace and, you know, actually did yoga moves. You know, one of the things that always runs through my mind in the last few years especially since I made a change and stopped drinking I started doing some meditation and some breathing Mm -hmm. and things and I always have your your friggin voice in my head saying breathe
1: people do yeah yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know I don't know
0: if it's good or bad it's just there yeah And yeah, because I remember back when you know, the very first discussion I had with you, you, know, you talked about the importance of breathing, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, that sometimes the meditation works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you know I end up you know leaving it more angry than I did before I started. Sure. That's but but you know you know I I keep thinking about the the breathing part, and mm-hmm. you know, the one thing I'll mention that I I want to hear from you on this this breathing concept. Is I don't remember who I was talking to. It might have been you. It might have been somebody on a, another show or for podcast magazine talked about uh, doing a self, um, a, a a regulated meditation type of program. And one of the first things it does is reminds you to breathe and to breathe deeply. Mm-hmm. And I remember this person. It was it was a female, and she said, "You know, how sad is that that I need an app." To remind me to tell me how to breathe
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's true because we become dysregulated that's absolutely true breath work is the crux of all of this yoga is one way to practice mindfulness and meditation and with meditation a lot there's also misconceptions that people think it's about to about clearing your mind, just making your mind blank. That's impossible. Mm. And if your mind becomes, I found that out. Thanks. Yeah. You have, (laughs) you have passed away. If your mind becomes blank, that's like trying to stop your heart. The mind is built to think and wander. So what meditation does is gives it, I like to compare it to like a chew toy for a dog, you know? So it's like, it gives it something to focus on. And so the breath work can be that. So not only is the breath work affecting the nervous system, so it's regulating it and which then in turn will affect the stress response in the mind, but it's also giving you an object of focus. So if I said, I'm going to put a timer on for three minutes, you're going to inhale and count to three and exhale to, and count to five. A couple of things are happening. You're exhaling longer than you're inhaling. I'll ask you to breathe through your nose, which is naturally you know, regulating as well. But the other thing is that counting and the monitoring of the breath is an object of focus for the mind and you will not be successful
0: (laughs) because we're human.
1: And so the, the meditation, what it actually is is watching the mind leave the task that I just gave you and being able to have the wherewithal to see the mind go and to bring it back to the task. So the Mm -hmm. yoga, the meditation, the mindfulness is the bringing back of our wandering mind. The mind is built to wander. That's why I like to Mm -hmm. compare it to a dog or a puppy. They're built to run around and be crazy. The training is telling the puppy mind to sit and stay. Mm -hmm. So that's why no one's bad at meditation. And when they say, I can't do it, it's not about that. It's to sit and watch how often the mind wanders and have the techniques to bring it back
0: yeah i had a i had an interview not on this show uh although maybe i should bring more comedians on this show you know they definitely definitely more funny than than i am but i i interviewed a comedian for podcast magazine her name is jen kirkman great comedian and she suffers from anxiety and she talks about meditation. and We joked about it kind of how we just did. And she made an interesting comment because I, I, I said, you know, I think about all the things that, you know, I should be doing and that I'm angry about. And yeah. she made a comment, you know, having done meditation for years, she says, well, you know, you're not supposed to shut those out right. that you're supposed to be aware of what your mind is thinking, you know, and what that what's that's doing, you know, you're not going to shut those out anyway, which ties into what you're saying, your mind's going to wander anyway, you know, that's not a failure in meditation. It's being aware of what your mind is thinking of, if if I'm getting that correctly,
1: that, that word awareness Mm is that is what all of these um, practices are teaching us is the the art of awareness and that so everything we learn when we're meditating practicing mindfulness yoga must be applied and translated to life otherwise why why are we doing mm-hmm. that? so can you imagine if you have worked on your heightened awareness which is different than hyper vigilance mm-hmm. hyper awareness you are calm you are in control and you have uh an accurate situational awareness, because you have a self-awareness. So when you go into a high stress situation that comes with you, that mindfulness comes with you and don't confuse the word mindfulness for slow. That has nothing to do with it. There's a space between stimulus and response. And we're trying to stretch that space. Again, the space is not associated with time. It's more associated with awareness and you, it doesn't just come. It has to be trained just like any other tactical skill or tool you would use. Um, And I would call mindfulness a tactical tool because Mm -hmm. when there is a high stress situation and circumstances are changing rapidly, you have to have a brain and nervous system that's trained to see the circumstances and interpret that stimuli Mm -hmm. in an appropriate way.
0: Yeah, you know, I darn it, you know, Olivia, every time I talk to you, I seem like I learn something more, and I don't want to do that anymore. No more learning. Uh
1: <laughs> won't be on anymore. That's the problem. It's yeah, he's, uh,
0: he says sarcastically. Now a word from one of the POCUA's proud business partners, OfficerPrivacy.com. OfficerPrivacy.com was founded by Pete James, a law enforcement professional with over 25 years of experience. Pete wanted to find a way to help law enforcement officers protect themselves and their families. So he formed a team to create a way to quickly identify and remove their information from certain sites. OfficerPrivacy.com is the result. This service is already offered through a select few of our POCUA organizations. As a listener of Public Safety Talk Radio, you can take advantage of a special offer from officerprivacy.com. Go to officerprivacy.com slash P-O-C-U-A, and when you sign up, you'll get two additional bonuses. In addition to removing your personal information from the top 30 people search sites, they will give you your first two months of monitoring free. This is a value of $39.98. In addition to that, you'll receive a cell phone privacy device, a $19.99 value. This prevents data from leaving your cell phone when you use public charging stations and is a must when traveling. So go to officerprivacy.com slash POCUA today to take advantage of this offer and to protect your privacy organizations who are members of the POCUA and are interested in offering the service directly to their members, contact us at POCUA at btcinc.org. Um, but, you know, as you were speaking, it not only leads into my next question, you know, I'm thinking with with football season coming, you know, that the a lot of rookie quarterbacks have trouble with the NFL and then eventually there's this phrase that they say that the game slows down for them right you know, yeah. and, and, and that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're they're aware of where the cornerback is and that he's coming in. They're aware that the linebacker is dropping back. You know, they're they're aware that they running back may not be in the right place. You know, where when you're a rookie, you're, you're just trying to think of the play. Right. And so, you know, I, I wonder if that's kind of the mindfulness that I could see. How effective that could be for a first responder, especially a police officer, because they always talk, they use that word about being vigilant, you know, being hyper vigilant, you know, they'll go into a restaurant, even off duty and sit next to a wall so they can observe everything, but being mindful or being aware that 360 before something happens it you know, kid, be very valuable to a law enforcement professional, especially before anything has really happened. It's like, I know, even though I he's at my back, I know approximately where this possible perpetrator is back there. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense.
1: And I love that. I really like that comparison with the mm-hmm. plays in football because that's absolutely it. There's, there's a lot of comparison um, between sports and these high-stress professions because... Mm-hmm stress is stress is stress. It's our perception of it that makes it the negative versus the positive stress or what I like to call the challenge response versus the threat response. Uh And I actually compare that. I use the football player as an example. Um, If there's a high stakes game and they've, they're running towards the end zone and now compare that action of running to someone who's running through an alley from a mugger the 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 body's literally going through the same you know the same physiological occurrence and there's stress happening but the perception of the stressor is changing the hormone you know the mm-hmm. hormone levels in the body so that football player even if he doesn't even if he gets tackled and doesn't reach the end zone he'll still come out of that with growth sure. you know, stress will make him better. Whereas the guy running in the alley, the stress will deplete him. They could be post-traumatic stress and things like that. And it's all depending on your perception of mm-hmm. what that stressor is. Um, so the so stress is stress is stress. And those are two professions that have quite a bit of stress. And in no way am I saying the jobs are the same. Right. I'm saying hormonally, the stressors are high and, and mm-hmm. they're just different kinds of stress. So it's a good comparison if we really are wanting to look at hormone levels, but slowing down that play is exactly that. It's it's not having to do with time. The time has not changed, but you can really see and respond appropriately. And without that kind of training, you know, a lot of football players train in mindfulness and yoga for mm-hmm. that exact reason. And without that, it will be chaos if you don't have that training. And you're going to respond from your amygdala, which is the survival part of your brain. And that part of the brain is not necessarily making the correct decisions. All it's saying is survive, 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 no matter what. And that's when a mistake might happen or something that goes against a policy or you know and the brain's not thinking that way the brain's not thinking mm, what did my agency say about this mm-hmm. it's the survive and it's and it it's called an amygdala hijack because you have no control your conscious mind no longer has control so yoga is training the amygdala to take, take a back seat and i'll use you if i need you mm-hmm. but my prefrontal cortex is in charge even in this chaotic situation
0: don't use big phrases like prefrontal cortex with me. It's <laughs> part of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, point to it. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a lot of truth to that that I could think of from my own personal experience. But let's get off of, of my story. And you've gave given me a, a, a really nice segue to a question that I was really anxious to ask. Which ties into the whole purpose of the show. It's about you know financial, professional, emotional, and physical wellness or or soundness, as we like to say. And yoga seems to hit on at least three of those, you know, maybe not financial, but definitely professional, physical, and emotional. So from that standpoint, yeah, and we kind of already alluded to it or maybe even answered it. Why should a first responder want to do yoga and get involved in this?
1: Yeah. And I love that you say soundness instead of wellness, because mm-hmm. I think that's a more attainable, um, you know, attainable goal, if I could say that. Wellness, I think, has that stigma of I'm either well or I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. But like with soundness, it it it's like how I like that word regulation versus relaxation. Relaxation is like I'm trying to achieve something. Regulation is like I'm working with all these components, and I'm making sure they're working at the most optimal level. So I really like that. Um, here's why it's important, and they should care. Whether <laughs> it's kind of, it, you know, the thing is, is like, I ha- I have a friend. He works for us. He's a retired um, from the martial service, mm-hmm. and you know, firearms is not his favorite thing, and it's not what he says he's particularly strong at but he practices all the time Mm. because he knows he has to, he knows it's a skill. And even now that he's retired, he still practices because it's such an important skill for the brain and for everything. So you have to look at yoga like that, even if you don't particularly like it, Mm. (laughs) it holds a very, very necessary value that needs to be taken seriously. And here's what it is. I ask this question almost every time I meet and present this material with a group of people. And that question is How much of your job, would you say, percentage wise, is mental, takes mental grit? And I get answers anywhere from 80, 90 to 100%. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten lower than 80 Never
0: got a 5%. It's all physical, Olivia.
1: <laughs> right. Never. And then I ask, okay, great. Now, how much training and preparation did you get for that aspect of the job? And I'll get 10%, zero, 5%. So you're telling me that what you need the most for your job to do it well, you get the least amount of training for? Is that what you're telling me? everyone says yes i have not had literally 100% i have not had anyone say no that's incorrect uh-huh. so this is showing a huge missing skill set a huge educational gap in public safety across the board military as well and everyone's fully acknowledging it because they can't not it's the truth yeah so what yoga is providing and we have evidence now of this, because we just had our pilot study published and we're in the middle of a clinical trial right now, it fills in that educational gap. So there, the statistics that we hear all can be led back to, and I do this when I present, I kind of show you how it leads back to a (laughs) dysregulation of the nervous system. It's not anyone's fault. It's the fact that you're meant to live in homeostasis you are asked to be activated, and if not in a situation, you're anticipating a situation, which keeps you in an activated state, which is literally killing the body. It's killing you to stay in that activated state because when you're in an activated state, your immunity stops, your digestion lowers, um, you know all of these things that are just meant to keep us alive. Pause for in a an acute emergency, but that's you're in a profession where there's it's not acute it's cumulative Mm -hmm. and we're not built like that and we're not giving a skill set to have anyone be able to regulate themselves so that's what leads to these very very understandable and you can explain where these statistics come from it has nothing to do with someone being weak or this or that it's literally how your system works So if we want to, and the statistics aren't going down, I mean, you can put in all the wellness you want. It's not helping. We need an actual tactical and practical training that is taken as seriously as all the other proactive training that they get to prepare their nervous system, their brains, their bodies for this kind of level of cumulative stress. And that is what we're providing. So not only here's yoga, but it's, here's yoga for first responders. Mm-hmm. And I've really worked hard to tailor the training protocol to be very, very specific to the needs of
0: public safety. I, I know you have, and yeah, I appreciate you having a distinction, and I didn't even really think of this uh, until about five minutes ago, the distinction that wellness and soundness aren't necessarily synonyms. Right. I mean, you could, you could have stage two cancer and not be well, but be doing the things to get better and be sound about it. Yeah. Yeah, It's two very different things. And yeah, I think about, you know, some of the first responders that, that I've known, you know, that, that deal with, you know, some anger, um, and don't even know why. I mean, you know, I could speak to that a little bit, you know, when I was drinking, you know, I seem like I went from, you know, happy to anger, you know, within seconds, fortunately, I was never violent or anything like that. But, you know, being going to, you know, a quick switch to being, you know, really upset, you know, is pretty easy. And, now that I, I'm not drinking and trying to do this, you know, self-awareness crap that you talk about, Olivia, um, I say jokingly, you know, <laughs> I, I often realize many times I have this really slight seething anger most of the time, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's there. You know, It let's do something with it. Let's put it aside because I got stuff to do. Or, all right, you know, let's deal with it. You know, okay, almost like a frustrated why? What, what do I got to be angry about? You know, let's deal with it and then let's move on. And it's kind of that awareness that actually, at least it helps me. And I, I've seen first responders. I've literally sat next to a police officer before his shift that was clearly, you know, Angry more angry than probably I've been, you know, 90% of the times I've been angry. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking this poor guy, you know, is so upset, and now he's gonna go out on a shift, and it's not gonna take much for him to blow up at somebody without it being necessary, you know. So, you know, I I could see how this really plays into what's needed for first responders.
1: Well, and it's important to note too which you did. Is that this training is not meant to keep you from not being angry or to keep you from not being stressed. I can't take your stress away. Stress is part of life. And in fact, stress is good, it's what makes us grow, it's uh what keeps us, it's a survival mechanism. So stress is not the enemy, but we have to learn how to manage, you know, manage it all. So the key, like you said, is the awareness. And when we have awareness. So for instance, like if I'm feeling, if I'm having a difficult day, if things, you know, whatever, I can communicate that to my spouse in a calm way. And I can say, you know, and I said this to him the other day, like he called me right in the middle of kind of chaos. This person, mm-hmm. something, that person is something, it was really hot, which was like making me irritated mm-hmm. and he called. And so of course I had that reaction on him. And I let him know. I was like, "Listen, all of these things are happening, and it's making my fuse short. It has nothing to do with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just need to, like, maybe cool off for a second, physically and like yeah. emotionally, and let me get back to you." And so, without that awareness, we can't communicate properly. This actually goes back to the parts of the brain, the amygdala and the prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex. In the amygdala, you're just mad. In the prefrontal cortex, maybe you're still mad, but you can communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. And then when you have an awareness, maybe you can actually think, what is making me angry? What And, and make the changes in your life or your attitude um, to not feel that way so often. But it has to start with awareness. That's the first step.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, we're kind of going a little bit off the rails here, but it's good. But you know, I got this cup, How to Love Our Cops, run by you know, a great partner of ours, Vicky Newman, who's been on the show who uh is a spouse now of a re- retired California highway patrol officer, but you know, he served for for decades. And one of the things that she always mentions is that, you know, all right, you could be upset, but I need to know something about it. Don't just shut me out mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't know if you're angry at the job, you're angry at me, you're angry at the kids. Something taking, else
1: happened that yeah. I'm trying to make up in my head. Yeah,
0: we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to declare bankruptcy tomorrow. You know, you've got, you know, five mistresses on the side, whatever it is, I don't know what's going on. But if you take the 30 cents, say, look, it's, it's not about you. I can't really talk about it. I had this really bad incident today it I just need some time you know it's not about you yeah she's even said yeah that isn't great but that's much better yeah then or,
1: or if you don't know if you're just like I'm just irritated and I can't figure out why so I'm gonna kind of like take a lock or you know what have you but even that like I don't know is yeah is enough to to have that communication but None of that can happen without awareness first, and yoga meditation. the The whole point of it is to build awareness. Yeah, that's the whole point. And well, so ahead, that's where you learn to do it first. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I segueing to to the next question I plan to ask. Um, I actually want a yoga expert to take away my stress and anger. So should I find somebody else? Should I go to Probably. yoga? The... <laughs>
1: because Seth and I are pretty tight. We yeah. like, have a great relationship. So.
0: <laughs> well, you know, what, what makes yoga for first responders so great for public safety professionals? Why, should if somebody's interested in, you know, you're a firefighter or EMT or even a 911 dispatcher, why should you just grab a mat and, you know, like here in Long Beach, you know, go down the street on Ocean Boulevard and just, you know, participate in a class. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Why would you want to go to yoga for first responders?
1: Well, YFFR is job specific and culturally informed.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And this is not to knock your neighborhood yoga studio, but that is not going to be that (laughs) Um, you're not going to find typically again i'm speaking in generalizations here but you're not going to find a training protocol for yoga that's job specific and culturally informed for dispatchers or paramedics or law enforcement or whatever um and a lot of the times dare i say you will find a cultural appropriation of yoga so i'm going to make this look like yoga i'm going to wear the right T shirt, I'm going to play the right music. I'm going to put on incense, yoga. This is the yoga show. And it's missing the real authentic training, which, let me tell you, Ken, is not pretty. (laughs) I mean, it is (laughs) yoga is radical self awareness Mm -hmm. and discipline. And it should feel a little uncomfortable because that's uncomfortable stuff. Um, when we just and I'm not saying that if you go into a yoga studio and they're playing music and incense and you're feeling good that any harm is happening mm-hmm. that, that you know it's like going to a spa and getting a massage that music that tinkly music's nice they got candles of course it's nice mm-hmm. but when you leave there are you biologically transformed Are you different? No, Mm -hmm. you just had a lovely experience. So if you go to a neighborhood yoga studio and you have a lovely experience, that's great. But what we're doing is real neurological, autonomic fitness. Mm -hmm. We're we're making changes. We're asking you to look at yourself. We're going to point out your habits that have been owning you. It's radical self And that's Yoga. Mm -hmm. That's traditional yoga. So YFFR is traditional yoga that is tailored to be job-specific and culturally informed for public safety and military. So um, I have not changed the essence of what yoga is. In fact, the training protocol is structured like traditional Hatha yoga. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: We have just made the language and the intent and the application to be specific to those in public safety and military. Um, so that's the difference.
0: It brings up an interesting question because you know, I've known you for at least the last five years. And in the last five years, some stuff has happened. You know, has there been any change in the last five years in the world? I don't know. Uh, I haven't been paying Barely, attention. Yeah,
1: Something big would happen to make this really self-reflect
0: yeah (laughs) see now that that was very comic that was that was very bob newhart of you that was spot on (laughs) you probably even i don't know if you even know who the hell bob newhart is but of course
1: i do i'm older than i look
0: (laughs) definitely definitely i'm not gonna argue with you on that one bit Yeah, in the last five years, obviously, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. I'm not going to dig into it. And I'm sure, you know, at the core, the training and what you offer is still the same because it goes back, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of of years and it's, it's, it's universal. But has there been anything from a surface level, anything that you've changed in response to covid stress and you know george floyd stress or you know some of the other things that have happened
1: you know honestly we haven't because this is what it's built for it's Mm -hmm. built for when the shit hits the fan
0: yeah
1: um and you train proactively especially when times are you know as my friend said who's in the military all the military does is train 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 and then shit hits the fan and you go to work yeah and in public safety it's a little bit different. It's like shit's hitting the fan or it could every mm-hmm. single day, and then in those little pockets you you know you train for it um so you're training proactively, and that's what we're training people for for whatever could happen, whatever could happen on on the yeah. job or in the world and when Covid first became a thing, and everything shut down, which is why our you know when I was gonna present with you at the yeah Denver got all
0: shut down yeah now.
1: um you know. The people on my team, we really wanted to do something, and we didn't know. That's another thing is like we didn't know what COVID was or could be. We, you know, we were still in the dark um, about that, so we were trying to do what we could. We had happened to launch our app, so I'll tell you this: we were already planning to launch our app, and it just coincided <laughs> with. COVID. so we were like Lucky you <laughs> yeah. but we what we did do is give 60 days free to everyone, not just public safety but everyone um, to have all these videos and training training videos and breath work um, audio recordings all for free like hey we don't know what's going on so you're stressed because we don't know you're stressed because you're out of work whatever. So, you know, we did that. And as we kept trying to like do things that were specific to the stressors in the world coming up, we realized we didn't have to, Mm -hmm. what what we have is the answer is. And so, you know, to be honest, I, I made a choice to stop any specific post on social media Mm -hmm. that had anything to do with a current event And I got some flack for that, you know, like you should be responding to this. You should be responding to that. You should be saying this, the company says this, the company, you know, and what I was seeing is that a lot of organizations or companies would knee jerk respond and say, we feel this, we support you in this, Uh and then nothing after that. It was one social media post. So they got to like pat themselves on the back. And then there was no tangible support. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We don't have to declare on social media, anything. We're just going to keep doing our work. And cause it's that work. That's the answer to all this stress anyway. Yeah. And um, I mean, I feel I'm right. <laughs> I, feel, I mean, I feel like we just did that and guess what? It's, that's what people needed, you
0: know. Is I'm thinking of of my cousin Vinny. That's a very lucid, well thought out <laughs> answer. And I and I threw you a curveball. I didn't even plan on asking yeah. you that, but I but but I thought it was it was very poignant.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, listen, we we're trying. Everyone, we're all trying to be like, okay, this is the best way to respond to this or not, Especially the last couple of years where it was just chaos nonstop. We're all trying to figure it out. But I think what I learned is if you just stay rooted in what you know to mm-hmm. be true, that's what gets you through those trenches and through the fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great answer. I could definitely talk to you for another hour, but let's wrap this up so you okay. can do something <laughs> more important than, than talking to the bald guy here and trying okay. to this uh, get this. is the highlight his... of my day. <laughs> oh, now you
1: better. And it's boring after this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it reminds me of what most police officers tell me it's hours and hours or days and days or sometimes even weeks and weeks of boredom to wait for like 15 minutes of action Action. and high stress, and then it goes back to boredom.
1: When you have a high stress and I've done so many ride alongs, it's Mm -hmm. like, or just like, oh, that was cool. Now let's do paperwork for the next three hours. (laughs) And I remember like this one, like I was at a ride-along and we made one arrest because we checked on this guy. He was back weird in the park, turned out he had a warrant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ooh, we checked he had a warrant. Oh, we're doing this thing, right? And then we get back there to the station and I'm literally like this. And the
0: night was over.
1: In the back, while the cop I was with was filling out all that shit, I was like, well, time to go home now.
0: (laughs) So, you experienced it firsthand.
1: True, yeah. True experience
0: so as we begin to wrap up you know maybe for that first responder that that isn't doesn't have the pleasure of working with yoga for first responder you know maybe they're you know a first responder up in Montreal or Halifax or you know maybe they're down in Panama or something and they just happen to be watching or or listening public safety talk radio and say you know wow you know I, I wish I had yoga for first responders here if there was a number one tip for that gal, that guy, that person, you'd say, Hey, even though we might not be there to help you train, if you do this one thing, you'll be a little bit farther along than somebody else that doesn't, I'll give you a little bit of help.
1: Yeah. So, you know, with all my banter I just had in the last you know my last question I' actually forgot the point I actually want to come to, which was
0: <laughs> I do that on the show. Yeah. I completely take people off the rails and yeah anyhow all, go ahead <laughs>
1: all the chaos did force us to boost our digital content. Mm-hmm. So that was a blessing, right that I think all of us in the world boosted the ability to get more access to things. So I will say two things about that. One is breath work is the golden nugget. So if you can using breathing through your nose and from all the down in your belly, all the way up and then back down in for three, out for five, put a timer on for five minutes. Just do that. It sounds so minimal and, and like trivial, but mm-hmm. it really does make a big impact on your nervous system. So I would encourage anyone to do that one, at least once a day for a week and see how things change. So that's, that's the bare minimum, but on our app, cause now we have this digital, you know, it's called cyber Academy, or you can look up YFR right. or yoga for first responders, or go to our website, yogaforfirstresponders.org. But if you look it up on the app store, it'll come up and there are free videos and audio on there. There's a paid library you can do too. Um, But the free ones are all the real foundational critical techniques. Mm -hmm. So put that on your phone and there's like a two minute breath practice. There's a five minute breath practice, you know, so it's really there. And speaking of, like you said, hearing my voice in your head, you will literally (laughs) hear my voice in your head. So there's that. And the other thing we just launched is our online courses. So this, the app is more training videos, right? Mm -hmm. Like a 10 minute class or a five minute breath work or meditation. But the YFFR University, which is also on our website, those are courses where you really learn stuff about yoga and about applications. What's cool about this, and I mentioned earlier that we now have our own evidence, Mm -hmm. there's a six-week course on our platform that went under a pilot study. Um, And the paper has been published and is now peer-reviewed. And for everyone who finished the entire six weeks, all showed markers of a de- significant decrease in stress symptoms. Hmm. So it's not BS coming out of my mouth. Yeah. This is the numbers, the data is showing it. So that's another thing. If you have internet in Panama, and, <laughs> know, and I know Panama has internet because I've been to Panama, um, you know, but if you had a place that has internet, you can have literally me on your phone, on your tablet, on your screen, teaching you this stuff. So yes, we have in-person courses, but it should not keep anyone from being able to access this information
0: awesome so you, know, you even answered my last question which is how they could find you so if you're in morocco someplace you know or i've or been in to the,
1: morocco too uh, there you go or you
0: know maybe in the desert egypt if you could just find one bar yes, <laughs> on one bar. your phone you can and get the app
1: <laughs> on, on the app you can download your favorites too so if nice. you are in a place that you're, you know you're not going to have wi-fi you can download it preemptively so Listen, yoga for first it's all spelled out. It's the same on all the social media platforms, yoga for first responders. Um, and from there you can find the app, the online course, or if you can't find it, which I hope not because that means our website shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you can find it. But if you can't, mm-hmm. then email info at yogaforfirstresponders.org.
0: Got it. Well, to all of you out there, you you have it there. Um, definitely check out Yoga First Responders. And most importantly, Olivia, thanks for spending some time with us today. As always, you know, I keep learning a lot and we always have a great time. I always have fun. I hope you had fun.
1: I do too. Thanks. And anytime, I'll be here anytime.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. (laughs) And thanks to all of you who have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. The POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.